The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Brandon Costa. We met about 10 years ago when we were both working at Major League Baseball. Brandon is now the director of digital for Sports Video Group. The site is sportsvideo.org, the podcast, the SVG podcast. Brandon, what's the last thing, and the thing could be a show, a piece of technology, an executive, a media company, the last thing you saw in sports media that made you say, this is going to be a great success? Well, there's a lot of things. First off, thanks a lot for having me on the show. Yeah, it's course. great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Um, when I was at the Olympics earlier this year in South Korea, I saw this really cool product that uh, I won't disclose the company because they were kind of showing it under a closed door because it was very much a trial. Um, but it was this really cool, interactive, on a tablet experience of watching a biathlon competition. Now, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. And if you'll let me kind of... Uh, Give a little geeky backstory. Please. The thing that I'm like most excited about that I think could have the biggest impact over the next few years once it gets through is I do not think that we can underestimate or understate the uh, advancements that will come uh, when 5G finally becomes a thing. Now, that is you know, your ability to get data to your mobile phone. So right now, most people who have an iPhone or a really high-end Android phone, uh, your service through Verizon or AT&T or whatever it may be, most likely it's a 4G signal, um, which is fine. And it's, it's doing good in the current environment. But when that bumps up to 5G, which I've talked to a few people who say 5G is so good and so fast that there won't even be a need for a 6G, uh, but that's a whole other story. Um, but there's been some things that have happened this year. And again, this is really nitty gritty stuff, so I'll speed through it. Um, but there's, uh, you know, an a telecoms standards organization that has uh, laid a standards groundwork that should be able to push uh, the commercialization of 5G through. And 5G is basically the uh, you know high speed broadband level download speeds to your mobile device. So imagine the things that you could do with that as a content creator or a content packager or a content distributor. But when you got that kind of speed to someone's phone or to someone's, you know, tablet or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. uh, so go back to the thing that I saw at the Olympics was basically they were offering this display of a biathlon competition where you could track everything. It was in this interactive environment on a tablet uh, where every single competitor was being, uh, you know, had chips on them where they were being tracked. So you could see them all moving about the course in real time as flags. Uh, there was data, you know, the real time leaderboard with times, speeds and everything down the right. And you could tap on each individual athlete if you wanted to watch the leader, if you were watching a specific person, if you wanted to track just people from a specific country, you could do that. And by tapping on that person, you got their individual, you know, their card with their name, their country. Uh, their current time, how far that they were either off the lead or in the lead, what their average speed was, like everything, like any of the data you could want. And there's cameras all spread out throughout the entire course. So you could identify where that person was on the course and watch them at any given point, wherever they were. Now, I know that there's not a, a ton of biathlon athletes in the United <laughs> States, and that might not excite the most, you know, average American sports viewer. But 
think about that in a golf environment or in a NASCAR environment, or if your buddy is running the New York City Marathon, or if, you know, there's uh, it's the early stages of a tennis competition. Things where there's a lot of people competing at once. Um, there's a lot of sports where that could really make for a super awesome experience. Imagine being able to watch, you know, the PGA championship that just happened. And I mean, sure, most people want to watch Tiger when he's in contention, but there's a lot of other golfers that if you could, and you could tap and see where they were in real time, and there was cameras on them, you could watch them play through regardless of, uh, you know, whether they're a leader or whether they're just some random person on the course, uh, that's towards the bottom of the standings. Um, seeing that, in action and at its full capability operating at a very high speed was super exciting. It got me super excited uh, for what kinds of things could come, be it in just pure content consumption, uh, whether it could be used for things like sports gambling uh, somewhere down the road, uh, that 5G connectivity to the phone, when that gets there, it, there's so many cool things that you can do with it. So I'm thinking about U.S. sports, basketball, football, baseball, and all of the advanced analytics and all the cameras and all the player tracking data that we can have for all of these players. Could it work there too? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the funny thing now is that, that we're still relatively in the early days of leagues tracking all of this data. Mm -hmm. um, and there's still only tip of the iceberg stuff. I mean, even when we worked at MLB.com, uh, you know, fantasy was really big there. And the guys were, you know, the guys who were doing the fantasy baseball shows were talking about all these advanced stats that only the really deep uh, fantasy baseball players wanted to know about. And, you know, now all these different things that whether or not most fans care about them or not, but launch angle and exit velocity have become part of the lexicon of baseball. Like people get that. There's thousands of other data points that are being tracked that either are not relevant to the viewing experience or the leagues haven't figured out, all right, how do we make this palatable so that the average person watching has any kind of context for what the heck this means? Uh, and a lot of that data is not being used at this point. It's being tracked and legacies are being created so you can have a little bit of a historical reference when you point to it. Uh, but when those things can be better used and put into a viewing environment that can be quicker, more efficient and more customizable, uh, yeah, it can easily be applied to stick and ball sports. How do you think it impacts the 5G I'm talking about? How do you think that impacts the in-arena experience for fans? Uh, I mean, I guess it, I guess it certainly could. I mean, the arenas that we work with, we work with, uh, at SVG, we have a venues division, um, the stadium and, uh, the, the stadium and arena folks are always trying to do whatever they can to make that in arena experience better. Right. You'll go years. to one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's still an uphill battle. And cause a lot of it has to do with the fact of you got to get them to log on to your Wi-Fi, and then in some circumstances they want you to download their app, and there's just so many levels of uh, there's too much friction. And, and people when they go to arena, they're not looking for friction. They're looking for easy. They're looking for I'm sitting in my seat. I want a quick line to get concessions. I want to see replays quick, which is why they'll default to the video board because they go to get there as quickly as possible. If someone can just have an incredible 5G signal and we could maybe even potentially bypass the whole need for like a really good in arena Wi-Fi system, uh, then yeah, maybe they could, you know, leverage that as a better possibility instead. And you could do things like, uh, and I know they've tried to do things like this of, all right, how long are the bathroom lines right now? How long are these food lines right mm -hmm. now? Like actual really tangible things that 
just genuinely make the in arena experience better instead of just trying to cram technology in for technology's sake, which you know is happening still quite a <laughs> sure. bit too. For the the viewing experience outside the arena, back to that, is there a a better use for this? Is it a second screen experience or does this become a primary screen? Um, yeah, I I, I guess this is more of a, a, a second screen environment. I, I mean, I still think that because the broadcast and I'm a, and I'm a huge fan of anyone doing anything that kind of challenges the norms of what a sports broadcast looks like mm-hmm. you know I was really cool and on board with when the NFL uh, when NBC did that all sky cam view of Thursday night football this year I know that when you break that kind of traditional mold that can ruffle some people's feathers but it also can't be denied that the sports watching experience on television is really really good and it's really hard to do much to change it it's evolved to the point where it's really, really outstanding. There's reasons why the average American will tell you, I like watching NFL games more at home than in the stadium sometimes. Um, So it's kind of hard to break into that upper echelon of events to really dramatically change the experience. Um, But I think if there are things where we can get more usage out of uh, either your cell phones or your tablets, even though it's kind of a limited market now at this point, uh, I think that's probably supplemental stuff probably at this point. And the on-screen experience, unless we can start making TVs interactive and touchscreen, which, hey, that'll probably happen someday. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, that's probably, you know, the kind of stuff that you'll see. When it comes to altering the, the look and feel of a broadcast, is it more pushback from the networks or the leagues, you think? Um... I would think probably the leagues, uh, you know, a lot of the leagues can be very experimental. I mean, the NBA is is some of the best at this stuff. Mm -hmm. They love trying new things and they're doing new things all the time, whether it was that mobile view where they had a camera that was zoomed in more. Um, This summer they were trying vertical view games on on Instagram, on IGTV. Uh, I guess uh, most of the time it's basically whose ever ear is most to the ground on what the fans are saying because fans love cool stuff, but they also kind of love the comfort of what they've always known. So you get a lot of negative feedback on, you know, Twitter, let's say. And yeah, I know Twitter is a very, very specific subset uh-huh. of the the greater world. <laughs> we, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but, you know, you try switching up one camera angle or you do an all sky cam, you know, kind of game and people not big fans of breaking you breaking people out of that mold uh, but there is this kind of whole new generation of people who are uh, of kids who are coming up who watch sports in a different way whether they've watched it from a video game view for all for all these years whatever it may be uh, so if anything most of the pushback is coming from longtime legacy fans of the sport um, but I think networks want to try new things the leagues kind of don't want to mess with the product that's gotten them to where they are i guess all right finally not a natural follow-up what was the most recent 90s song you listened to while you were working while i was working oh geez i mean i got all kinds of 90s playlists that i, I have all day <laughs> um i've been listening to a lot of newfound glory covers of like <laughs> bad 90s and 80s songs i don't know if you had that phase in your life or not no <laughs> no, maybe, maybe maybe I maybe I should enter that phase. Yeah, oh yeah, Newfound Glory is this pump pop punk band that 
has two albums. I mean, they do their own stuff, but they've, they've got these two albums from screen to from the screen to your stereo, and they cover everything from like the glory of love from you know those kinds of eighties movies and things like that. Um, King of Wishful Thinking was oh, on great the song, yeah. in a while in uh, my car with my wife and I yeah, when we were driving down to Des Moines this week. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, really embarrassing stuff, but no, stuff no, that no, just, no. I don't know. I just get a kick out of the cornier the better in my mind. I had a tape, and on one side was Faithful, and the other side was King of Wishful Thinking from Go West. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I wish I still had the tape. I'm not afraid to admit that. No, I mean, I, I had my, my buddies and I, back in like the early days of like Napster and all that, we would make mixed CDs, and while everyone else was making mixed discs of, you know, whatever, Eminem or whoever was really popular at the time, I'm like, how do we get Huey Lewis and the News on here? Do we got any of that? Do we got any of that? Oh, there's one file. Oh, oh it's a virus. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Always ran into those. Brandon, good talking to you. Thanks, pal. You too, man. Thanks a lot. We can continue this chat on Twitter at Noah Koslov, C-O-S-L-O-V, and Brandon's at S-V-G underscore Costa, C-O-S-T-A. As with many things, the technology will always be advancing, but it's a matter of it being put to the most effective use to benefit the consumers. So how is this going to change the in-stadium experience, and will it be enough to bring fans to the building? How will it change the home viewing experience, and will it lead to more money for the leagues and the TV partners? also doesn't just apply to sports either. Lots of interesting material on Sports Video Group's website. Check it out, sportsvideo.org. Please subscribe to the follow-up on iTunes or through Vocal, that's V-O-K-A-L, the Vocal app, and vocalnow.com. And on iTunes, it means a ton for me and the show if you click five stars and leave a quick review, and I'll read it on the show, like this one from CLT Dad. These are real people with real stories, and Noah does an exceptional job providing a comfortable form for an engagingly sincere conversation. Very nice. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.